Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Back to football. Andy Reid essentially said McCole Hardman won't be available for the Super Bowl. How will that impact the game and what will he be remembered as in KC? As we know, he's a free agent after this season, after being with the team for four years. Well, you know, from a game perspective, the, the good news is for the Chiefs is obviously it impacts them. He's good in the red zone. He's a good threat. Uh, you could see how that, you know, they, they gave him one end around and you're like, oh, yeah, that's how that play's supposed to work. It hadn't worked as well lately. And then I watched McColl run and I'm like, yeah, it does work better with McColl. But they've learned to play without him. So to me, that's like good news. I know you never want to play with a guy without injury, but they've been playing without McColl for, for half the season this year. So they've got a pretty good idea of their identity and they had utilized Jarek McKinnon in the red zone a lot since he was gone. Jody Fortson was back in this previous game, another option in the red zone. They struggled getting some points in this last game, but I think a lot of that is just about the fact that those Cincinnati games are kind of knockout, you know, knockout drag out fights. And and they tend to be that way with them versus they need McColl. So I, I don't think they're as versatile, but some of the the other concern now is, okay, McColl's out. Haven't had him half the season. It's like, okay, so you're going to get Juju Smith-Schuster back or, or Tony? or Because those guys also didn't practice on Thursday. Can, can I get those players? Because that's more the concern now. Because McColl, to me, I, I kept waiting for him to come back because I thought he changed their offense a little bit. I'm okay with it. I, I've come used to seeing the way they play without him. Cody, you know this better than anybody. How often would Andy Reid offer up information like he did on Thursday, basically saying McColl's not playing in the Super Bowl, which is over a week away? Almost never. So Almost he's never. not playing. Yeah. Which which tells you two things. He's not playing, but also I don't think there's a ton of reason at this point to be super concerned about the health of anybody else. The fact that he offered that up for McColl tells you that his situation is just a little bit different than maybe the other guys are. When it comes to McColl, how are we going to remember his time? I think for a lot of people, you're going to look at it as a disappointing four years simply because of all the other receivers that the Chiefs could have drafted, whether that was Metcalf. Metcalf, A.J. Brown, Debo Samuel, Terry McLaurin, right? The list goes on and on. And I, and I get it, but I do think not looking at who the Chiefs passed on to take him, he was a nice player. He, he His rookie year was really impressive. He did exactly what you needed to do. Helped you go to the Super Bowl, won the Super Bowl. He just never developed into a true number one or number two guy. But that doesn't mean that he didn't have a role. That doesn't mean that he was a complete bust or that he wasn't useful to this team. We have lost the expectations for receivers in this offense. Let's circle back and have a conversation about Sky next year or two years from now because we're going to start ramping up expectations for him pretty soon as well. The rookie's year is sort of the grace period. So, I think we have lofty expectations for receivers in this offense. He wasn't the guy that you thought he was getting, but he served a, I would, I believe to be a valuable role for this offense in four years. And that's, I think that's how I view it. I mean, it's definitely a disappointment. It's just not a bust. If that makes sense. Like calling him a bust is really unfair. I mean, he's been on three Super Bowl rosters, right? I mean, it's not like he was holding the team back. They just had to have that guy this year. This is the first year he's been injured too. 
So he spent his previous three years being healthy and available for this team. Well, they're having other injuries on other parts of the team. We're like Sammy Watkins might not be able to play. And, you know, Tyreek missed quarters here. He played most of the games, but like he might miss a little bit of time and all those things. Right. I mean, I think that when you, when you look at the course of his career, he was fine. He's a fine NFL player. You know, there's nothing you're not going to be blown away by. No one's going to be like thrilled with the signing if they go get him. And yeah, if you start comparing him side by side by every wide receiver that you could have taken, you're going to be depressed. It's not, it's not going to feel good, but it's also just part of where he is. You know, he was, he's like twice the receiver Sky Moore was his rookie year. Like <laughs> he was a big part of that Super Bowl. He was the biggest big play guy on the entire team. He averaged like 18 yards a catch. He helped them win a Super Bowl. Like, I'm not, I don't know. I think I'm going to like Sky Moore's hard because he just had that punt return. So he might have helped them win a Super Bowl, but it's like not in the regular season, not in the same way, right? They didn't count on the entire time. It's just one of those like, it, it's frustrating that he never like rose to the top of it. But I still think that, you know, like I wouldn't be surprised if McCole Hardman ended up in a different offense and ended up an 800 yard receiver. He was always stuck behind like four dudes here and he's got skill. He's got speed. Um, the problem is, is that, you know, he's got some limitations and the chiefs eventually found the perfect window to use him, and they, they got the most out of him. It sucks. He doesn't get to play. So we fully think he's done in Kansas city yeah. after this season. Well, you got to think like <sighs> probably it's a very, very, very weak wide receiver class in free agency. Last year's was really bad, but this year's is too. Like McColl, if McColl is healthy, he is probably like the fourth or fifth most attractive option at his. That peak. might be underselling him. Yeah. And Juju's number one. It's like, seriously, it's, it's like Juju, Jacoby Meyer, Alan Lazard, McColl, DJ Shark. Like these are the, those are the best receivers that are going to be on the open market. And while you may not want this, to see the Chiefs give him $10 million a year, I bet you there's a team that will. There's always a team. that is. Those are, those are the words to live by in the NFL. Like, oh, nobody will pay him that much. There's always one team. There is always one team desperate enough to say, you know what, let's take a shot on this guy. I just don't think it'll be the Chiefs. Like, D.J. Shark had 1,000 yards once, but it was like four years ago. It's like he might be the second-best receiver available, Nick. So, yeah. I mean, I mean, someone's going to pay McCole. I don't think anyone's going to give multiple years, though. I think teams are careful of that, Nick, right now because of uh, how many wide receivers you can draft. Okay, but okay, but if you're the Chiefs, not just not just Brett Veach, but we know Andy Reid has to, you know, he and Brett Veach are going to get together and make these decisions together. Do you think Andy Reid's looking at McCole Hardman and saying, yeah, we need him for next year? No. Look at the season they just had with him only playing half the games. Look at the game they just had beating the Bengals with three receivers on the roster. Marcus Kemp was out there catching passes in the fourth quarter. If anything, I think Andy Reid's going to say, we can win with anybody and we can find another guy to come in and fill the role that McColl leaves behind. If we're going to spend $10 million, let's find a guy who fits our system perfectly or let's just go draft one and we'll spend $10 million on something else. I know I was smiling through that whole thing. I'm sad about all this, but the thought of Cody cutting down a tree and then Nick saying that Johnny Appleseed is rolling over in his grave <laughs> is giving me a giggle fit. I was wondering why you were laughing during Cody's initial answer because there was like nothing <laughs> funny happening. I was like, why is Kayla? Over Cody's here? just talking. Yeah. I, I really. Hilarious. I don't even know why Johnny Appleseed mad at me for my act of love, Nick. I was a romantic. I cut down a tree and then I painted it to look nice and sealed it. <laughs> it's a lot of trouble. You cut down a tree, dude. All he did was walk across Appalachia. He planted trees. Planting trees. 
You're just yeah. chopping him down for love. <laughs> it was dead. The tree was dying. It wasn't going to make it. Nurse it back to life then. I <laughs> live in Colorado. It turned into the rest of the tree, by the way, was firewood. Oh, you burned it. You burned it. You couldn't even <laughs> use it to like build a hut or. No, no, just turned into I... firewood. Kept me warm for the night. OK, we'll put that conversation <laughs> to bed. Kind of like the tree. Okay, guys. RIP. <laughs> how big does strength of schedule play in your decision of who wins this game? When you look at the schedule, you realize how few tough QBs the Eagles have actually faced. And for the record, Eagles had 31st compared to the Chiefs who had 16th. I think it does matter. It's hard because then it makes it harder to predict the game. Because if you just take the Eagles at their word, they're 14 and three, they're a top five scoring offense, they're a top 10 scoring defense. Then you have to assume, right, that, okay, they're a juggernaut. They are, uh, they're better than the Chiefs in every conceivable way. Not really that, except for quarterback and some other things. And, you know, you get to really do that. But they're, they're not a, they're not a Minnesota Vikings level fake. The best quarterback, I went through their entire schedule every single game. The best quarterback they played this entire season, including the playoffs, Trevor Lawrence, the toughest guy they played. What the hell are we doing here? Trevor Lawrence, <laughs> that's the best quarterback you played all year? Yeah. I think that your, pro your defense is probably inflated a little bit. Not crazy. They're obviously, the pass rush, I think, is very real. I think that that part of it is unmistakable. But for as much love as, like, their secondary gets as being, like, an unstoppable force, I'm like, who the hell were you having to guard? You didn't have to play anyone at quarterback. I think for a, for a team that was in a tough division, I don't know. The rest of it doesn't scare me that much. Okay, let me ask you guys this before I answer the question. How much when you are looking at the Chiefs from week to week and trying to predict how they're going to fare against a given opponent, how much does that team's defense factor into how well you think the Chiefs' offense is going to play? They have to be elite to make me think they're going to slow them down a little bit. And even like, in that case, this year, they burned them. I mean, the best defenses that the Chiefs played this year. Yeah, 49ers have dropped 40 49ers, on them. Denver. 49ers, Denver twice, uh, Buffalo. Nobody slowed them down. No. Nobody slowed this offense down. And so at some point, you just say, okay, there's only so much a good defense can do, right? Great offense be beats great defense every single time. You can play great defense, doesn't mean you're going to stop the other team from scoring. You play great offense, you're probably scoring, right? How often have we said, oh, man, this team's moving the ball, picking up first downs. They just can't get the ball. Yeah. It just doesn't happen very often. So I I believe the, the Eagles, I've seen enough of the Eagles to know what they do well. They're not the Chiefs in terms of doing it year in, year out. But I saw them all season long. I just think these are two really, really, really good offenses. The only difference to me when trying to figure out who's going to do well is I know one of these quarterbacks is the best passer of the football in the NFL. There's nobody better. There's nobody better than Patrick Mahomes at using his arm to make plays. Jalen Hurts has been a great quarterback, MVP candidate, but a lot of his threat is due to his legs. And he can validate himself by having a really strong game. And then, you know, if, if Jalen Hurts has a great game and the Eagles win the Super Bowl, we'll all sit there and go, all right, well, you know what? He's the real deal. He's legit. He just won the Super Bowl. There's no questions about Jalen Hurts. But until he does that, I think there's part of me that's kind of saying, I need to see it. I need to see you do it in the biggest game because what has been sort of the knock against quarterbacks that play like Jalen is 
running can be a part of what you do, but it can't be the biggest part of what you do. You have to be able to do all the other stuff at quarterback, and then running can be a part of that. And he's done really well throwing the ball this year, but it's not the main thing he does. His, his biggest threat to an opposing defense is what he can do with his legs. Let's see do it in the biggest game when the pressure is on and the lights are the brightest. Because that's still, to me, the biggest reason why I, I have a little bit of a pause before I say, yeah, that Eagles offense is going to bring it. The thing, the thing to forget about the defense there too, Nick, is you know, like your 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 offense has really helped when your defense plays at the level the Eagles have played this year. And if they can't get off the field because Patrick Mahomes is the quarterback, not Trevor Lawrence, not Kirk Cousins, whatever, right? If it's Patrick Mahomes going down the field, keeping you off the field, does that same we're gonna run style work, Nick? We're gonna wear you down. You're gonna be tired playing us. I'm like, okay, but. Can you hold onto the ball long enough? Because the, the Chiefs might keep it longer. It is hard to imagine that these things are tough. And I, I don't think they've played they played each other once last year. These teams are a little different, obviously. There's oh, way, Tyree Kill. Yeah, way different. Eagles have added Eagles have had a ton of talent. So I'm not gonna try to go back in that game. But the Eagles were a really good defense last year. Not as good as they are this year, but they were a good defense last year. And they destroyed them. I mean, so I, I don't know if that's just that's skewing me here a little bit, but I'm sure that it's playing some factor in my my brain space a little bit. Well, guys, speaking of pressure, is Orlando Brown going to have to have his Chris Jones game? By the way, the Eagles have four players with 11 plus sacks this season. I think the answer. So like the way you say Chris Jones game is like, we just saw it, right? It's great. (laughs) It was a, I saw it on Sunday. It was his game. Chris Jones was the single most important player in that football game. He dominated from start to front. And the answer is yes. I know we just spent part of this time saying, Okay, I don't know what the Eagles defense is. But Nick, I mean, even if even if there's someone out there doubting, there's one thing that they are. That's a sack team. They're very good at getting sacks. They get a lot of sacks. They consistently do it. They're number one in the NFL, and they got four guys with 11 or more sacks. So, yeah, honestly, they need Orlando Brown Jr., the second most out of any other player on their team this week or next week. They need Patrick Mahomes first because, you know, he plays quarterback. And then they need Orlando Brown to be the second most important player. I think he's got to have his defining game the way we waited for it forever with Chris Jones give me your moment you've been in Kansas City for multiple years they brought you here to shore up their offensive line so they could win a Super Bowl we've seen you get beat we've seen you be great be great be great this time against the number one sack team I feel like it's the right time to call for him to have his best game as a chief so are you saying that he needs to have his Chris Jones game to ensure a chiefs win or he has to have his chris jones game to ensure that like the chiefs are going to give him a long-term extension both i think so like the way the the for one the extension absolutely i think he's got to prove that he's worth the kind of money that they're saying and in this postseason he's got a really good start right i think he's he's played well this postseason but to me like chris jones minted the check the second he played that way right i think i think he needs i think that that you're right about the first part i think he absolutely has to do it if the chiefs are gonna win the game no if the chiefs are gonna get from extension i don't think he needs to be dominant for the chiefs to win i think if he is dominant like go ahead and chalk it up like the chiefs are winning this game but like mahomes is so damn good to the point where look at what he overcame last week he overcame an ankle injury all of his receivers going down. I think he could under, I think he could overcome Orlando Brown Jr. just being okay. Right? You just can't afford for him to be a liability. 
That's where I'm at with him. He doesn't need to be great, but he can't be terrible. If he gets beat like a drum all day, that's when it becomes difficult for the Chiefs to win. Because you look at what the Eagles do, it's not just that they were the number one sack unit in the NFL. Like Hassan Reddick, who's you know a top five defensive player in football this year. Yeah. What's he do? He's a speed rusher. Josh Sweat. These aren't the these aren't the big Miles Garrett, JJ Watt type pass rushers. They are speed rushers, and those are the types of guys that give Orlando Brown Jr. fits because that's what he he's a mauler. He is a road grader. He's not somebody who has the best footwork. He's not super quick on the edges. So this is a big test for him. I think the the moment is huge for him because if he does play well and the Chiefs win the Super Bowl, then all of a sudden it does make it a little bit more digestible to give him a massive contract extension. But you just can't afford those guys to kill him all day because if that's what's happening, then it's tough to imagine the Chiefs picking up a lot of first downs and going down scoring points and end up winning the game.